Welcome to Breaking Butterfly, the podcast for the girls who want more out of life. I'm your host, Maddie Maple, confidence and business coach, motivational speaker, and six-figure entrepreneur. I'm here to lead you into ultimate confidence, feminine leadership, and help you create the life of your dreams. So if you're ready for your next up level, let's go. guys before we get into today's episode i just had to pop in and remind everyone that my retreat fruition is coming up quick it is taking place october 6th through the 10th so it's only a couple months away and i actually only have a couple spots available so popping in to remind you guys if you want a spot for fruition it is time to sign up and reach out and get that spot secured If you don't know what fruition is, it is an experience that I am curating that really my intention is to create an experience that is so high vibe and uplifting and transformational that literally your manifestations don't have any other option but to come into fruition. And so I'm creating this experience to be very luxurious, very like upbeat and kind of like a party and we're going to have like these pink satin bedazzled robes and we're going to have champagne and we're going to have music and it's going to be just like just very very high vibe and and kind of like a party and also yoga and meditation in the mornings and workshops and firesides and you know activities that are going to be so transformational and deep into just self-growth and personal development, manifestation, confidence, self-love. Like this is going to be the perfect mix between spiritual and luxurious. Um, and it's it's just going to be incredible. Uh, like I said, we're going to have yoga and meditation every morning. We're going to have life-changing workshops. Uh, we have a pool. We have the beach right next to us, which we have like a golf cart to take us down to the beach. We're going to have incredible vegan food every day. A professional photographer and videographer to capture all the moments, have our own photo shoots. Um, I just barely booked a tattoo artist, so we're all going to be getting tattoos if you would like, totally optional, uh, amazing music, and then just honestly soul family. Like retreats are where you meet your soul sisters, your soul family, and where you can truly shed the things that are not serving you and fully call in everything that is supposed to be yours. And so I'm putting so much intention into this experience, um, like I said, to truly create an energy where your manifestations easily come into fruition because you are so fucking tapped in. So if you're interested in fruition, the link is going to be in the show notes. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me. Um, You can send my team an email or you can DM me directly. Um, I'm happy to hop on a call with any one of you guys and just give you more details, give you the whole rundown and get your spot secured. So October 6th through the 10th, San Diego, California. If you want to come to fruition, just click the link in the show notes. All right, guys, now for today's episode. Hello, guys, and welcome back to the Breaking Butterfly podcast, or if you are new here, a very special welcome. I'm so grateful to have you here. 
Today, I am joined by one of my actually best friends in the world, uh, Mr. Walter. He just tried to tell me how to say his last name, and I was going to butcher it. So he'll tell you guys his last name, but he is guided by Walter on Instagram, and you guys have already heard me talk about Walter so many times. Walter probably doesn't even know this because I'm sure... He has not listened to Breaking Butterfly. <laughs> He's a very busy man, but I've mentioned you, Walter, like multiple times now um, on the podcast just because I learned so much from you. Um, if you guys don't know, I met Walter on um, the content creators retreat that I went on, my first one in Costa Rica, the one before hosting. Um, and he just like absolutely changed changed my life and shared so much wisdom with me and energy that just like transformed me in so many ways. And yeah, so I've mentioned you quite a few times, but I'm so grateful to finally have him here. This has been a long time coming. So welcome to Freaking Butterfly. And yeah, say hello, introduce yourself, uh, share your last name that I cannot pronounce and tell us a little bit about yourself. Mm. Thank you, Maddie, for this beautiful introduction. So my name is Walter Masaracchio. I am originally from Italy, but uh, I've been a nomad for the last seven years. I'm uh, right now in Costa Rica. And uh, what I do for a living, I am a mindset and confidence coach, and I'm helping specifically content creators to turn their imposter syndrome into confidence uh, while expressing uh, their authentic selves. And uh, I'm really passionate about so many things and uh, I love many controversial topics like psychedelics and sexuality and uh, meditation and um, business, uh, you name it. All of the things that are very much controversial in this world, I love them. And uh, thank you, Mary. It's been also very much impressive and uh, astonishing meeting you at the retreat you inspired me with your confidence with uh, your uh, attractive energy that you have like how people look at you and uh, literally how wild that you posted so many stories with me and there's a list of guys literally unbearable telling me about you how cute you were how do i know you and things like that wild it never happened in my life that uh, <laughs> so many people ask me about this so you have such an attractive energy and and i'm sure guys they can feel it so that's awesome and it's a pleasure and honor to be here mm, yes i love it so much i know like me and walter i feel like as soon as we started posting about each other like just on instagram stories like so many of my followers like ran to follow you so many of your followers like ran to me we just both are like obviously we're so different and like you know, we do similar things and we have a lot of similarities, but we're so different, but we're just on the same wavelength. Like as soon as we, so when we were on our retreat in Costa Rica, um, like me and Walter were the first ones there. So it was just us two. And I actually, I like remember it like it was yesterday that no one else was there yet. And then like the hosts of the retreat, they like went to go do something. I can't remember what. So it was literally just me and Walter at the retreat center it was like pouring rain and we just like sat under the little like I mean we were sitting under like an umbrella at first and then we were sitting under this like gazebo type thing just for like hours just talking and I was like yes this this is my guy I love it 
Um, but yeah, it was actually in that conversation that Walter shared some, you know, I don't know if you'd call it like a concept or just wisdom that like changed everything for me. Because when I first got to Costa Rica, I was an anxious mess. I had been experiencing like really bad anxiety and like panic attacks for about like a, over a year at that point. Uh, I'd always experienced some anxiety, but not on this level. <clears throat> when after or when I got to Costa Rica, you know, I met Walter, had my experience. And since leaving that retreat, I have not experienced pretty much any anxiety at all. Uh, and it, I really think that it was because of this lesson of surrender. Um, and yeah, Walter is his three things. It was almost a joke at first on the retreat, the surrender, presence, service, surrender, presence, service, surrender, presence, service. But by the end of the retreat, we were all like, surrender, presence, service. Like we we're just all about it. Um, anyway, I, I'm just, I'm rambling now. Can you please, for the love of God, share with my audience about surrender and, and what that actually means? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah, first of all, like, uh, it's important uh, to understand that this is a very difficult concept that many people misunderstand. And so I will do really my best to explain it in the as much natural as possible. So surrender is nothing more and nothing less than uh, following the flow, the natural flow of life. Let's say there are certain things that are meant for us that flow to us normally and uh, authentically and um, and just uh, easily and effortlessly. And then there are certain things that are not and things that we kind of force in our life, things that uh, we kind of want in our life. And, uh, and for me, the surrender is all about uh, following this flow. Like, uh, like let's, say, let's take this metaphor altogether about seeing life uh, as a river. Like, uh, mm -hmm. what is the water doing? The water is not forcing to move ahead. It's moving already slowly and automatically as the river flow. It's not working hard. It's not trying to come back. It's just flowing. And the same is that us as life. Like, we can literally flow with life the same way as the river flows. And sometimes what we do, we put these kind of roadblocks in the river for some mm -hmm. reasons. And then life is not flowing because uh, we get conditioned by society. We get conditioned by our parents and by friends and by social media and by all of these things about who we are supposed to be and what we are supposed to do. That when, then we don't fully surrender. And then most of us experience sort of this anxiety and depression and the ADHD and things like that because we are not surrendering. So mm -hmm. now uh, for me, the surrender it, it happened uh, in a very magical way. I was dating a, a, a woman and uh, and she was a surrender junkie. Like the way she was living was a full surrender. She said, I'm going to surrender to this. I'm going to surrender to that. And it was astonishing to see that because I was a control freak and I still I am a little bit, not as much as I used to. And she was fully surrendering to everything. Let's say things came to her and she was seeing how it was feeling with her. And then she would say yes or no. She wouldn't plan anything. She wouldn't plan ahead and say, I'm going to do this, 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 and that. Like, things will come to her. And I was mm -hmm. so fascinated because she was talking often about it. And then, like, it was just a matter of weeks that I fully embodied the surrender and practiced it. And actually, coming to a retreat was a surrender for me because I didn't choose to come. 
Bianca came to me, it felt right. I didn't feel zero hesitation and everything uh, was flowing, you know, like I had amazing time. I was running Costa Rica. I, it was easy for me to get there. I found all the right accommodations and then it was perfect because I was going to Guatemala. So it was just perfect. So that's exactly what I mean for Australia. There are certain things that come to us from the world and then we either welcome them or don't welcome them. That's pretty much mm -hmm. how life works. But uh, if you can really attune with your intuition and feel that this is the right thing, you need to surrender and go ahead, that's when the life will start to change. Mm -hmm. And so this is what is the surrender in a way. Let's say that you're living life and there are things that come to you. And then you listen to your intuition and see if this feels right or not. It feels right, you fully surrender. But then what is the trick is that they need to be disciplined with that. So let's mm -hmm. say you're surrendering to move to Tulum, or you're surrendering to go to this business or to be with this person. You're going to be disciplined in following up and, and doing that. Because otherwise it's too much surrender and flow and uh, we don't go anywhere. Is, mm -hmm. it, is it making sense? Yeah, makes so much sense. Um, I'm curious to hear, like, what is the most, like, do you have a certain experience where you specifically surrendered to something and something so amazing and magical came out of it that it just put your belief in the power of surrendering? Mm. I I must say that uh, it's not a specific thing, but I can say I've seen uh, most like lots of big shift happening, especially with relationships and with women. Yeah. So, for example, when I was trying to chase someone that I liked, it didn't seem to work out. But when I, I attracted these people and I could mm. feel that those people were interested in me and I would follow up and be disciplined and surrender, then things would work out perfectly. So mm. I've seen this working perfectly when it comes to relationships. And... Um, and one more thing was actually this recent retreat that I joined as a silence retreat. Like, you won't believe it, Maddie. You won't fucking believe it. This is what happened. Like, I'm not kidding you. I literally signed up for the retreat on Monday, okay? Mm -hmm. And there's always a long waiting list to join. And then the day after, they got back to me and they say yes. And I'm telling you how it happened. This is why I knew this was going to happen. I was having a phone call with this uh, uh, with the this the same same friend my, is my ex-partner and uh and she was telling me how she would like to do a silent retreat hmm. and i said wow me too i've been wanting to do that for years but then i've done it same day uh, i received a message from another friend and she told me hey, gee she just finished a vipassana retreat and i hmm. said this is a fucking sign from the universe and all i've done mary i didn't think about it i just went on google i I just uh, uh, typed the personal retreat, Costa Rica. It was one happening like three days later. I applied mm -hmm. and then I got accepted. So, and then I had this retreat completely transformed my life, which has just happened a few days ago. And I didn't yeah. choose it. And I just went and I just did it. And everything worked out perfectly. I had the lift back to come back. I found the house uh, in alignment. Like I, there are endless examples. But yeah. those are the main two, relationship with women and uh, this retreat especially has been a big part. Yeah, yeah, I love that so much. And <clears throat> I mean, it's, I feel like a big part of surrendering then even ties into, you know, your second 
word that you always say, which is presence, right? Because if you're not present, you really can't hear those signs from the universe. And because one of my questions I was going to ask you was like, okay, well, what if, because it, it's so, it's such a powerful concept, but I could imagine somebody listening and being like, well, what if things aren't coming to me? Right. Like what if I'm not getting all these opportunities thrown my way and somebody calling me and being like, you know, we should go do this or having this, you know, business opportunity. Like what if, you know, their life is a little bit more stale? How do they surrender when there's nothing coming to them? Um, But I feel like a huge part of it is listening. Like the universe is always trying to give you breadcrumbs. It's always trying to like lead you in a direction or give you something that you are supposed to surrender to. Do you feel like um do you feel like you've always been good at like listening to those things? I mean, uh like Walter said like he's been a nomad and just like for what 7 years. Um and we were me and Walter before this, we just talked for like an hour and a half before we even started recording. And um we were talking about um like how crazy the nomad nomad life is because you have so many decisions. Like there's so many possibilities. So do you feel like you were always good at listening to the universe's like guidance or what does that experience look like for you? Mm -hmm. Okay. So first of all, uh, let me tell you that uh, when it comes to the three words, the actually the exact order is presence is first, then is surrender and then is service. And it has this mm-hmm. specific order because, like, we, can, we cannot surrender if you're not present. So, sur- presence is the first thing, yeah. then surrender. And then, once you fully surrender, you can be in service for yourself and others. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, I, it's important that uh, the people listening understand the sequence. And so, uh, have I been always good to listen? I wasn't, and I'm still not. And uh, this is why I'm telling you the surrender is so powerful. Because, Mary, all the time I try to control everything and attach to things, everything goes shit. Mm-hmm. I go shit. Like everything, I, wanna, I try to control things and I want to attach to things, they don't flow. It just don't mm-hmm. flow and I just work so hard. And so I, 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 I've never been that good because, as I said, I've been a control freak most of my life. I always want to control everything. Like, not, not people, but at least controlling, you know, my own life. Like, what I'm eating, like, like predicting, being predictable in life. Like, seeing everything. So, the biggest shift was, as I started to meet this person, I started to make some changes. And so, mm. one of the things that uh, actually helped me with the surrender was actually going into open relationships. Like, this mm. is one of the biggest surrender. Because uh, I didn't find it easy to surrender as I am having only one partner. And uh, especially if it's a monogamous partner. So the part of the surrender is also playing this role here. So so then when it comes to listening, uh, I... I, I've been... I know I've been always intuitive. I know I have this power. But uh, yeah, the control part has been always really mm-hmm. really hard on me so still still working on it yeah mm, I love that um yeah I mean the whole surrender piece I think like when you were just explaining it <clears throat> like you were talking about it more in in the terms of like 
surrendering to like the opportunities that come your way, right? In a sense. But I think like what I really got out of like the whole surrender concept was surrendering to the bad things as well or the negative or things not going my way Um, where like my audience knows, like I've shared like my whole experience with like OCD and my phobia and just trying to like, yeah, I would literally pretty much every action I would take would be me trying to prevent something bad from happening Mm -hmm. to me. So yeah. when I, when I learned about surrender, it wasn't even like, oh yeah, when opportunities come to me, like I need to just like listen to it and surrender to it and like go for it. It was like, no, I literally needed to surrender to stop trying to, um, yeah, just like prevent, prevent bad things from, from happening. And I still like to this day, will just like repeat to myself, like, like hear Walter's voice in my head, just like, just surrender, just surrender. Like whether it's good or bad, right? Surrender to the good, surrender to the bad, like what, like whatever is just like, just accept it, you know? Um, and like, it really is true that the more you try to like, I just feel like the universe is trying to give us so much wisdom always and give us these little pieces. But exactly like Walter just said, like if you think things should be a different way, And, you know, this is why in manifestation they always talk about, like, let go of the how, right? Because if you think that, you know, it should should be a certain way, you might be getting the guidance. You might be intuitive, you know, your whole life, but it's not actually going to benefit your life because you almost, like, ignore it in a sense. Um, So, yeah, it's super interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So... A couple, I think it was like a couple months ago, you had surrendered to Guatemala, right? Mm-hmm. Is that where you were? Yeah. And I remember you were like, okay, I, I'm surrendering to do this breath work and go to Guatemala. And like that is just, I, I've surrendered to it. And then things got like difficult. When do you know to like give up your surrender? Like when when should when should you force things? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's a perfect uh, question. I thank you for bringing this up, and uh, because uh, it took me a while to kind of process it. So this is the problem. Like when you understand uh, how powerful is a surrender, and you get one surrender right, you want to surrender all the times. And uh, when you surrender all the times, like things don't go properly. It's it's crazy. But uh, when you surrender, like. Once, you think every time you surrender, it's going to work out the same way. Then I think the real problem is that understanding when to surrender and when not. Because in that case, it's not that I had to give up the surrender. It's that it wasn't the right surrender. I thought it Mm -hmm. was based on false beliefs and false signs. Of course, there was some beautiful message there that I had to learn, but it was not the exact surrender. Because, Maddie, you know when you're surrendering, when things flow with ease when things are easy. The same thing with relationships, the same thing with business, same thing with uh, health, same thing with whatever you choose to do in life. When things flow easy, that's the right surrender. When things don't flow easy and you force them, that's when I was, that's when you, when that's not, when that's when it's not the right surrender. And so for me, was a clear sign that things were not flowing uh, uh, easy for me like effortlessly and that's i knew that wasn't a right surrender at the time 
But for mm-hmm. me, the one thing that kind of helped me uh, uh, give up was the health part. So I was okay to be there and surrender for a couple of more weeks and months. I would have been okay. However, like I, I went through uh, parasites and uh, and things like that and was not super safe the place. And I said, I don't want to surrender in a place where my health is going to be impacted. However, I learned a mm-hmm. lot there. It was, it, was, it was a great experience. I do not regret that I did that. But for sure, uh, I mean, what's funny is that I didn't learn the lesson because I still was kind of surrendering to other things that were one worse after the other. I'm not kidding mm. you. And sometimes uh, I, yeah, we just play, play this game of surrender. Am I surrendering right or not? It's like almost like a lottery. It's crazy. Mm. And then, of course, lots of not good things happen to me. And until uh, the, the the retreat, the silent retreat. Yeah. But uh, I I knew I knew I, I was going to go back here in Osara because I felt safe and I knew I could surrender a bit easily here. But uh, yeah, it's important uh, to stick with one surrender and to not surrender immediately one after the other. Like this is what the biggest lesson: to not surrender like. Uh, on, on, a, on a row, like stick to one thing, stick with one surrender, mm-hmm. and then uh, wait, 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 wait before you surrender once again, because mm-hmm. things might not turn well. Mm. Do you find it difficult to be in the space between the surrenders? Because I think that's where a lot of the forcing comes through. Is like, <clears throat> so a couple months ago, um. Oh, what? let me think about what this timeline was. So we met in, was it April that we had our retreat? Mm-hmm. I think it was April. Um, yeah. yeah, so I, like at that point, I was like really stressing out about my business and trying to like figure out which program I was going to launch next and how I was going to make money next. And I was like, not working on myself as much. Like my life had changed so much because I had just left like LA, left my relationship. Everything looks so different. And so I was like trying to like navigate, you know, just pretty much like what, what I wanted to do in, in business. Um, and I was like forcing it so much because I wanted that like security. I wanted that like I wanted my new idea. I wanted my new program and it just like wasn't coming through and I was just like all over the place and I remember it was like a month later I was on this yoga retreat and I was still like stressing out about it. I was with a good friend of mine and she was like very clear on the direction she was going and so when we were like at this retreat she was like working on her business, doing all of these things, like just so like in it. And I was just sitting there like, like, what am I supposed to do? And I just kept trying to figure it out. And then we pulled some cards, like some Oracle cards. And literally, like you guys know when you pull an Oracle card and it just could not be more spot on that you literally, I was just like looking up and just being like, okay, universe, I fucking hear you because these cards were just like, and I think I pulled like two or three that were like, bro, slow down let go, 
stop trying to force it. And then, of course, I hear like Walter's voice coming in of just like surrender. And, but I was really, really struggling. Like, I just wanted so badly to like know what I was doing next that like I almost didn't trust that my next surrender would come. I started getting like worried that like I was like losing it pretty much. Like, I was losing my creativity or I was losing my passion. I just didn't trust that like something was on its way. Like, how would you say that you deal with? you know, those like in-betweens and just like trusting that like another amazing thing is going to come. I mean, even in relationships, right? One relationship Mm -hmm. ends, like, you know, you're waiting for, you're waiting to attract that next person. How do you just like, how do you personally just like relax and just know that like the idea is going to come? Because eventually it did, right? As soon as I let go, I had the idea for the program that I'm launching now, Unlock Your Freedom. But, like, it literally wouldn't have came to me if I didn't just, like, let go and say, okay, I'm just going to, like, wait for it to come to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you deal with the in-betweens? Yeah. Wow. That's a great point. So this is uh, one of the most beautiful concepts that I learned uh, at this silence retreat, which is uh, anicca, which means uh, in Hindu means uh, everything changes every mm-hmm. single time and mm-hmm. so which means uh, the bad moments let's say all of this overwhelm and all of this uh, confusion will end and also all of this clarity and all of this uh, wellness at some moment will change and so just realizing that everything is in constant change as your body is constantly changing your thoughts are constantly changing the the world is constantly moving the same thing with these things so mm-hmm. which is important then to uh, to observe when we start to be uh, to to behave this way to have this kind of patterns uh, and to not react because the moment we react what do we do okay i don't have ideas i don't have creativity so then what do we do we do exactly the opposite of what we are supposed to do. We go and talk to people. We go and um, do researches. We, do, we go and we read books. We go and scroll social media to feel inspired. But this is actually then killing creativity, is killing the space that actually you need to create. So what I will say is that when we have these moments, understand that's normal. Like everyone happens. You literally ask everyone on the planet, every creative is struggling with this thing. You ask. Mm. Is, I like if they say they don't, that's a lie. I'm sure they do mm. have it, but what they've mastered is that they do not uh, feel that they have to do something. They just let go, and you know that there you go and and take advantage to go and walk to nature or go and go for a retreat and and, and date yourself or uh, just do everything else that you wanted to do that has nothing to do with. Uh, with the business or with the creativity. And then I'm sure things will come. But in a way, you are forcing things if you think you are supposed to do something, which that means you're not surrendering, mm-hmm. which means you are like working against yourself. You're not letting the river flow. Mm. And so you're talking a lot about craving here, Madi, like craving, you know, more money, craving uh, more program, more status, more followers, more approval that's a craving state and we need to realize that we do have it and it's also important uh, everyone listening to this really i hope you get it 
that when you create uh, from a place of craving, uh, you always want more and more and more. It doesn't matter how much you have, you always want more. But if you don't create from craving, but you create from a place of peace, that's when you don't need more. That's when it's okay when things are not growing. Because let's suppose that, mm -hmm. yes, you launch all of these successful programs and they go well and go well and then suddenly it doesn't go well. You're going to feel so miserable because you're going to attach so much to the craving part. And so once you let go of that and uh, understand and, and observe this craving and not react to that, that's when the magic happens. So the goal at the end for everyone is like, how can you make last uh, this uh, uncomfortable moment as less as possible? Because it's going to be there. But what we have control mm -hmm. of is only how long is this going to last? And, uh, and, and that's the way it's about letting go and... Uh, and uh, understanding the concept of anicca, that everything changes. Mm. Oh, I love that so much. I think that uh, me and my friend, uh, we always kind of like, we both have this tendency to forget that things change. And so we like really mm -hmm. support each other when we're like in a low moment or like we just have I don't know, like we're just in a low moment or we're, we're like surrounded by like these emotions or like we're just really like in an experience. Like we always reach out to each other so that one of us can like, you know, vice versa, like tell each other like, bro, everything always gets better. Everything always changes because sometimes when you're in it, it just doesn't feel like that. It just feels like we just get so like engulfed in in that reality. And so I love that concept of just like, everything, everything changes. Uh, but it's like hard to remember sometimes, at least for me when I'm in it. Um, like my, my ex boss, she has, used to have to always tell me like, dude, zoom out. Like you need to zoom out. You need to zoom out because I'd be so like just in it that nothing else existed. But when you can like zoom out and look at it as the bigger picture, um, yeah, it, it is true that everything always, always changes. Like it doesn't stay forever. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. Oh, where do I want to go with that next? I feel like I have so many things to, to ask you. Um, everything changes. The, the wanting, right? The desire. Mm -hmm. So when I, okay. Sorry, I'm gathering my thoughts <clears throat> because there's a bunch of little pieces here. One of the pieces was you mentioned like open relationships. Um, and the second piece is you were talking about like, yeah, like this desire, this wanting, this craving. So when I started like dating again and I started kind of playing with this idea of like, open relationships or polyamory or just having like different connections with different people. I actually like reached out to Walter and I said, I'm like, how, like, how do you not get attached? Like that doesn't make sense to me. Right. Like how do you even navigate open relationships and not get like jealous or not have like attachment? And of course there is like a, like a healthy level of attachment. Um, but there's a very negative type of attachment, which is like that craving and pretty much the opposite of surrender. And do you remember what you said to me when I asked you? 
Not sure. Maybe you do. Yeah. Oh, no, I remember very clearly. I was just curious if you remembered because it actually, you probably don't even know how much that has stuck with me. And I've been like, I've, so I've been obsessed with abundance lately. Like, not in the terms of like, I'm obsessed with creating abundance for myself, which I am, but I've more just been obsessed with the concept of abundance. And yeah, what you said to me was, the world is so abundant. How can you be attached when there is an abundance? There's an abundance of love, an abundance of relationships, an abundance of connections. Like, how can you possibly be attached if you understand that the world is abundant? And I think that's a part of surrender as well is trusting in just like the abundance of the world. Um, What does that actually, like, I feel really called to talk about relationships a little bit more. Mm -hmm. What does that actually look like for you in relationship? Is, is the world actually abundant? Because I'm kind of going through this thing where, you know, I have had such special connections in my life that it's hard for me to believe that I will have connections just as special. And so I do have this little bit of attachment or force. Um, I don't know. Do you believe that the world truly is abundant and that things get to like, we, we also talked about this at the retreat of relationships and you said, no, they do get better and better and better and better. Mm-hmm. I just have a hard time believing that. <laughs> I don't know. Can you just speak on that abundance in the terms of connection and relationships? Mm-hmm. Wow. Beautiful. Um, well, I know it can be hard to believe that uh, we're going to find uh, better partners, uh, but uh, understand this, everyone here. So everything that we attract in life when it comes to partners and people and situation is uh, nothing more and nothing less than the reflection of us. Which means uh, if we grow and we become better, we become more conscious, we become more abundant, we become more uh, equanimous, more aware, we're going to attract more likely similar people to that. So then understanding that uh, the more you grow, the more these kind of people you're going to attract. Mm. And so... Because everything changes and everything is like some kind of uh, fractal reality that we are living. Because uh, literally everything outside is nothing less and nothing more than uh, the manifestation of the world inside of us. For some reasons, like I know this may sound a bit woo-hoo, but I can clearly see that. I can clearly see when you're happy and things are flowing, like, wow, you attract the same kind of people and uh, opportunities and things like that. You see you're low and stress and you attract even more lows and stress. So it's not like, you know, whatever. It's just we are like magnets. Mm -hmm. And so the same thing with relationships. And so the same thing has to do with confidence. The more confident you are and the more you believe in yourself and the more you know that uh, you're abundant and there's abundance out there, of course, you're going to attract these people. And then let's be honest, like there are billions of people out there. Like how can we even think that there's just one person for us? Mm-hmm. how can we even believe that there's just one person as good as so potentially is as good as you think as you are now so how you are now you think that there's no one else better than him mm-hmm. but as you grow and then you're going to attract different kind of people you will see that 
you would see you're gonna attract that and so then for me it's like yeah there's no way we can attach to to things as we are fully aware that there's so much abundance out there in terms of everything of course mm -hmm. uh emotion gets involved we might get attached to people and i understand that but for me my my point of view is like you're attaching to something uh, because you don't think there is actually enough. Mm -hmm. You don't think you will be capable to attract more of that. Hmm. And have you found that... I don't know. Have you found that you've, you've always attracted better? Like, have you had a moment where you were dating somebody and you were like, so attached to them because you didn't believe in the abundance and then you're approved otherwise? Mm. Um, I, I don't think so. I don't mm. think so. I've, uh, I'm, I've, I've been always, always, I've always had this kind of mindset when I meet someone and when I have opportunities yeah. that, this is gonna be permanent. This is gonna be impermanent, whatever the scenario is. So I haven't attached to that because I've, I also because I understood many like how things can change so quickly in you. Like things can really fuck up yeah. literally in a few days. Literally, like you can go yeah. from from stars to bottom in days, and the same thing with the opposite. You can go from bottom to stars in days mm -hmm. and so that's the truth that's the that's the cool part that things can shift so quickly with with, with someone like mm -hmm. you're having the best experience ever with someone things can change so quickly like we have at the end like this is why i choose not to attach to people especially to people because girl we have zero control about what other people are gonna do with us we can, I cannot force someone to be with me, to live with me and be with me. I cannot, I have zero control to that. So automatically I'm not going to attach. I have zero control. No one actually has control of what is your partner going to do. Let's be honest. We are not them. We can yeah. be as perfect and great and work things perfectly. But someday, if they choose not to be with us, we have zero control. Mm. Yeah. So why would, I feel why like... would you attach? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, uh, it's it's so fascinating to me how... Like, did you ever listen to Call Her Daddy? Mm-hmm. No. No. I, I didn't think that you would. You don't you don't take <laughs> or you don't seem like somebody that would listen to to Call Her Daddy. But do you know what it is? No. Okay. Call Her Daddy is a podcast that got like super, super big. Like it like blew the fuck up. And it was, like, these two girls, and they were just, like, very um, – it blew up because they were very polarizing and out there. <clears throat> and they would talk about, like, sex and relationships, but they were just, like, very, very explicit and just kind of, like, 
it's it's a wild podcast, but I I enjoyed it for a little bit. Like solely just for the purpose of like how entertaining it was because they would talk about like they would talk a lot about like cheating and like how people caught their boyfriend or girlfriend cheating on them or like the ways like the things that they would do, like toxic things that they would do to try to like control their partner, or control the outcome, you know, make them stay with them. Like, you know, even just like even just telling your partner like, oh, you can't go here. You can't do this because you're scared that they're going to cheat on you. I mean, that that concept in and of itself just blows my mind. Like if you even have to control like control somebody and tell them they can't do something because you think they're going to cheat on you. I mean, that right there is a reason not to be with them because mm-hmm. you have to actually keep them out of certain scenarios so that they don't cheat on you so that they can stay with you. That just blows my mind. But call her daddy, like some of the stories that they would tell on that podcast just solely out of the the purpose to keep somebody with them and like this crazy attachment. I mean, it just like blew, it blew my mind. And I've actually been experiencing this recently of like, you know, just starting to like date again or see different people. Like I've just been experiencing like no jealousy whatsoever And it's almost been making me feel like a little bit crazy. I'm like, am I crazy that I don't feel jealous or I don't feel like I need to control somebody or like I don't feel like that hurt, you know, knowing like somebody I'm talking to is talking to somebody else. Like it just doesn't bother me. And I was like, is there something wrong with me? Like, am I am I heartless? Am I emotionless? And then I realized it really is because of this concept of like, why would I be upset if somebody doesn't want to be with me anymore. Somebody wants to like find somebody better, like that they have like a better connection with than me. Like, why would I even be upset about that? It it makes, it makes no sense. Right. If you want to be with somebody else, perfect. Cool. Surrender to it. Let it go. Um, Mm -hmm. it just kind of blows my mind. The, the like extent that we will go to force somebody to be with us. Like, it doesn't even make logical sense. Mm, No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like, even just saying all of that out loud right now, I'm like, it sounds crazy Mm -hmm. that we would do that. Yeah. But at the end, you know, it has to do with lack of confidence. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you talk a lot about it. Yeah. And I think that's, like, the last point that I want to hit. Like, speaking of confidence, you know, one thing that I wanted to talk about that I was sharing with Walter was just, I don't know. I just want to hear a little bit from you and want you to share with my audience just a little bit about your confidence because you do exude this confidence where guys, like when we were on, when we were on our retreat, we would be like in like a breath work or a meditation and we would like all breathe in and then we they'd be like and breathe out with a sound and everyone would be like ha ah. and Walter would be like ah. <laughs> just like he would just he would just let it out and he would just like yell or scream a little bit and of course we all thought it was like funny at first and we're all like who is this crazy guy fucking Walter he's just like yelling or you know doing lots of like shaking and just like whatever And then he said something 
And we decided that we're going to make a t-shirt brand and we're going to put this on a t-shirt. We haven't done it yet, but I'm going to. He said, well, I would rather look crazy than be anxious. And we were all like, whoa, okay. And by the end of that retreat, I mean, we were all shaking and screaming and yelling and like letting it out. And we'd call it like, like, oh, I just, I just need a Walter right now. I just need to pull a Walter. And we would just like, just let, let out our emotions and not care about like how we looked and just like, you know, move our body, move our energy, like let out sounds that, you know, we needed to. Um, so it, it definitely really, really impacted all of us and inspired all of us. But that kind of confidence just is like a whole nother level that I've never seen and feel so inspired by of just like, feel like you do not give a fuck what people think of you. You just do your thing. You do what feels good. You're so confident in like who you are and your truth. Um, yeah. How, like, why, how, get, like, give us all of the, the tips and tricks to that type of confidence. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I will, uh, I will, I will go and say it. And also want to mention about my past because this has been mm-hmm. key in all of it. So when I was younger, I, I mean, I'm still young, but uh, when I was even younger, like a teenager, uh, I was, he's still crazy, he's still weird and still like out of the norm. And, uh, and people would judge me, like people at school would judge me and would say, oh, Walter, like uh, you take too many drugs, like you're like this, you're like that, like wild. Like, and so then I started to lose confidence because uh, I was basically repressing who I really am and my authentic self. And so that's exactly when anxiety started to kick in. Because uh, I would go in a situation and I wouldn't express myself. I would fake all of the feelings. I wouldn't process the things. And so I would see my anxiety drastically increasing. And uh, I've, I've been having anxiety issues at a level that I was speaking so fast that people would not understand me. So this is the kind mm-hmm. of level uh, of anxiety I was having. And then what happened is that... Uh, of course, I started to travel the world and I lived in different places where, you know, no one knew me. And I said, if no one knows me, like, I can do whatever I want. Like, people are not, they're not like oh, my no, friends. Like, they're you. not like my family. So I can still do whatever I want. Can you hear me? Can you hear me now? Hello? Are you there? Hello? Hello? Yes? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, but it's coming through like very glitch, like glitchy. Okay, let me know when it's a bit better. Okay, wait, let's do this. Yeah, wait. Okay, wait, I think we're coming back. Mm. Okay, is it better? Okay, I think it might be better. Any shift? Oh, 
Okay, I think we're good. We're good. Okay, we're good. Okay, so um, what were you? Yeah, the last thing that it caught was um, just you talking about like that anxiety coming up of kind of like repressing who you were. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then I was saying, like, basically, like, uh, as I was in school, and uh, and people thought I was weird as this, uh, as I was being myself. Then I, I basically mm-hmm. came up with the conclusion, like, uh, uh, I'm not enough. I'm not accepted as I really am. And so I need, I need to fake to be someone else. I need to fake to be happy, to feel, to be this, to be that. And that's exactly when uh, the anxiety started to kick in and be really, really bad. But at a level that I was speaking so fast that uh, people will not understand me. So that's the mm-hmm. kind of like anxiety I used to have. But then when I started to travel the world and, and do my own things and do I live my own life, I started to build my confidence and my authenticity. And then I understood many like this thing that people are actually like, regardless from the school, because people are like, you know, they, they have nothing to do and they judge. But once you grow as an adult, like people have so much, so much shit to think about. They're not, they're not even thinking about you. Mm. Like they, they have no idea. And if they even say something, that's pretty much because they feel triggered. They feel triggered because they want to be like you. So if yeah. you understand this concept, they also want to be so free and scream and, and be who they are. But because they're in this society construct, they don't do it. Mm-hmm. So then uh, the, the steps is all about you know, understanding that uh, you are who you are and that's what will make you unique in life. Like you, there's no one else just like you. So why would you pretend to be someone else that already exists? Why would you pretend uh, other things when uh, you already are like a fabulous, fantastic, unique person? Mm-hmm. So then I understand that maybe there are certain situations when you cannot fully express those things, for example, at work, you might lose your job, or uh, I don't know, with your parents, you cannot maybe be too direct. But what I say is that at least when it comes to your own life, your own choices, show up, show up for yourself and, and live for yourself. Because if we live a life chasing and pleasing someone else, like uh, we never actually feel we are truly living. Mm-hmm. And so... That's the point I want to get is like understanding that we have our unique personalities. We have our unique beings and, uh, and that's what will make you unique in life. That's why people then are going to end up liking you. That's why people actually are going to end up wanting to work with you is because mm-hmm. of who you are. And you know this better than me, Madison, like why people work with you, you know, because you are who you are, not because mm-hmm. of the skills or their credentials, or, but because of who you are. Mm-hmm. That's why they resonate with your post, resonate with uh, your voice, with your accent, or with uh, the way you look. That's mm-hmm. what, and at the end, is your number one asset that you have is you, your personality, the way you show up. And so once you understand this whole concept, and then you're not like a sheep like everyone else, and then people will see that you're different. And then mm-hmm. guess what? You're going to attract different people as well. And then people, of course, are going to come to you more often because say, I want to be like you. Uh, help me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that so much. And I mean, I love that you're kind of speaking on that in terms of business. 
Um, because I always would say that to my clients, like when they were trying to kind of like be somebody else or be more professional or be more perfect, I'm like, okay, who are your soulmate clients? Like, who do you want to be working with? Okay. Well, if you want to be working with people who like resonate with you and are on the same wavelength as you, then why are you trying to portray yourself as somebody different on social media? Cause now you're just going to attract people that are not your soulmate clients because you're not, you're not being you. It's like totally counterintuitive, right? If you want to attract people that are perfectly aligned for you, that you're absolutely obsessed with, then, then you have to be the perfect, you have to be the energy match for that, which is being authentically yourself. Yeah. Cause if yeah. you're, if you be anything but yourself, you're going to attract people that are not soulmate clients. And same with the same with relationships, right? Mm -hmm. If you're trying to be somebody that you're not so that you can like find a relationship, well, none of those relationships are ever going to work because they're never going to be a perfect match for you because you weren't being you, you know? Um, yeah, I love that so much. Um, okay. The last two questions that I always ask my guests. So firstly, uh, if you, at your lowest point in your life, was listening into the podcast right now, what would you say to him? Once again? So if you, at your lowest point, was listening in right now, what would you say to, like, your younger self? Hmm. Remembering that everything changes, remembering like having like this reminder and to not uh, surrender to craving and aversion, but surrender more to towards wisdom and uh, understanding and definitely mm -hmm. like, um, yeah, like uh, not, not putting too much pressure on, uh, on ourselves about outperforming or... Uh, when things are not going right, like to put pressure on ourselves, understanding that this is the process, guys. Like things can never go straight. Like that's not a real life. The life you see on social media. And this is like what is actually for everyone that everyone is comparing each other from fucking Instagram. Everyone is having the perfect life. So someone, someone is having a shitty day and then you go on Instagram having a beautiful day. That's not the reality. Like those people are having shitty days as well. They're just posting cool days, but you're feeling even worse having, having this craving just because you see your social media. So that's, that's what is wild. And also mm -hmm. like uh, I would definitely suggest to myself to consume less content, especially when mm -hmm. it comes to, you know, books and uh, uh, courses and, uh, and things like that. Because at the end, uh, like I'm, I'm sure it has to, it's, it's only two or three things that we have to do right. And that's it. Yeah. Mm, I love that. Um, thank you for that. And last question. Uh, what do you have going on? How can people find you, hang out with you, work with you? Uh, just do a full shameless self-promo. And we will link everything in the show notes. But yeah, what are you offering and where can we find you? Yeah, absolutely. So everyone can find me on Instagram 
with uh, guided by Walter. Very nice and easy. And right now I have a, a really beautiful offer that uh, I've been working on in the last few months is that lots of content creators have been reaching out to me and they want to create uh, with uh, more confidence. And so basically I created the, this program, which is called the six month uh, authentic creator incubator, where basically I am bringing all together uh, content creators, new content creators uh, that are struggling with imposter syndrome and they want to turn it into confidence. And so basically is all a work of uh, mindset we're going to work on spirituality and something that i call spiritual uh, conscious business and mm -hmm. conscious marketing because uh, you know again there are lots of books and lots of things that they talk about you know tricks and strategies but then at the end uh, as, as I, I was telling you earlier the thing that is going to sell you the most is who you are so mm -hmm. then you are your own personal brand so then understanding like and being as authentic as you can and bring it like all your thoughts and uh, all your feelings and all your ideas all together and packed uh, so people can feel you and resonate with you and then you know you can make a living with social media and the reason why i want to do that is because social media changed my life like now i'm, I'm a nomad and then traveling the world and i'm a coach thanks to instagram and thanks to content creation so i want to give this opportunity to everyone else because they have nothing more and nothing less than you everyone can do that it's all about showing up being authentic and uh, i would love to show you the road about how i did that and again it's nothing to do only with techniques and marketing techniques it says mostly to do also with mindset and showing up. So that's mm -hmm. uh, what I've going on. And uh, my applications are open. And uh, yeah, I'm just going to put my full art in that. And what will be included is we're going to meet once a month for six months. And then we're going to meet, uh, no, we're going to meet once a week for six months. And then once a month, one-on-one. And then we're going to have a uh, uh, training happening each week. I'm going to bring an uh, uh, expert guest coming and teaching each month. And then uh, we're going to end up uh, in a retreat uh, either in Thailand or Bali or Costa Rica. Mm, so beautiful. I love that. You're inspiring me. I'm like, I want to host specific retreats for each of my programs because it's so fun, like building and growing with a community online on Zoom and then like being able to meet them in person. I I love that so much. And I mean, it just sounds like an incredible program in general. So I'm excited for you. Um, and yeah, if you guys are interested, we'll leave all of the links in the show notes. We'll leave the application in the show notes so that you guys can uh, follow along with Walter and um, learn from him and um, all the things. So Oh, I'm so grateful to have had you. Like I said at the beginning, this was like a long time coming. I've been wanting you guys to meet Walter for such a long time. I know a lot of you guys have like followed him and and see what he's doing and I'm always sharing his posts and whatnot, but um, to have him on the podcast and yeah, just share his energy. I just feel like so, so grateful for you and I love you so much. Same here. Yes. Let me take my phone and we take a, a picture here and we post it on Instagram. Yes. Yeah, grab your phone. Um, all right. I love you guys, all of you so, so much. I hope you guys have the most beautiful week this week. And I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to the Breaking Butterfly podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would absolutely love if you left Breaking Butterfly a rating and a review. If you do leave a review to show my appreciation, please screenshot it and send it to maddie at maddiemaple.com and we will send you over my complete collection of resources for your evolution. This is filled with PDFs and eBooks, all of my free master classes, and a bunch of other resources to help you become your highest and most confident self. Also, to help further along your journey, don't forget to join our Breaking Butterfly community on Discord. The link is in the show notes, and so is the Breaking Butterfly hotline phone number. Remember to call in, ask your juiciest questions, ask for advice, and I will be supporting you guys on air on the Breaking Butterfly podcast. Thank you guys so much for being here with me week after week, and I will catch up with you guys in the next episode. Bye.